Breaking news on this Thursday at 12.15, reported by ESPN. New Orleans police on Thursday issued an arrest warrant for Cleveland Browns wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr. on a complaint of simple battery. Welcome to the huddle. You're listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Each week, Tony Dyer leads the huddle and tackles the hottest topics around the NFL. He's joined by guests from all around the football world, bringing their insights and reactions to the news and noise of the National Football League. Subscribe now to join the huddle. As Corey and I were sitting around putting the finishing touches on the show sheet for today, some news. We have news to talk about. There was some stuff has come up, but there's news that just popped up as we were talking about the news. And it made sense. We're doing a breaking news segment. First time ever. Yeah. Odell Beckham. Go ahead. Take it away, Corey. Well, yeah. If you watch the national championship game, everybody's been talking about it. At the end, Odell Beckham was just running around doing, doing crazy stuff, handing people money. He's in the locker room slapping officers on the butt. And that's what this is all about is that security guard complained to the police that he was slapped in the butt, which is apparently simple battery. And now there's an arrest warrant out for Odell Beckham. What do you think about this, Tony? You've been talking about it all year, how crazy this situation is with the Browns and Odell. What do you think about all this shenanigans? I think it's obvious at this point that Odell Beckham's a PR nightmare. Whether it's the easy little stuff, like wearing the wrong shoes or wearing an illegal visor or wearing a flashy watch to get a bunch of attention, or it's the bigger stuff like come get me or I was sent to Cleveland to die or, or, or this now is this a rest warrant? Is that what you said? Yeah. Yeah. So it's, it includes a fine of no more than a thousand dollars and imprisonment for no more than six months. So it's in the so legal. He's, so he's going to be back for next season. Yeah. In the okay. legal side of the things, this isn't a big deal, but with all the other things that have happened with Odell, it is kind of a big deal. Because there's been so much going on. Uh, that, that, that's, that's my thing. I agree. That's it. It's exactly right. I think it's funny. I, do I mean, it's kind of funny, but it's really stupid is the problem. And yeah. when you, and I've said this before, is one of these little incidents by themselves, it's not that big of a deal. But when they all stack up, like when I mentioned the equipment violations way too much because they're not that big of a deal. But I use those as just another example of, Odell Beckham allowing things to stack up against him. Exactly. I mean, there's no point for this, Odell. Just imagine it'd be a much bigger news story if that security guard had turned around and just tackled him and that locker room just turned into absolute mayhem. It was a security guard, not a police officer, right? Yeah, the security guard. Dude, imagine if it was a police officer. <laughs> They would have knocked him out and they'd have had the right to do it. I mean, <laughs> you slap a police officer in the butt and you're in trouble, man. God, it's nuts. And then, yeah, the money situation, which I don't know. It's Are you talking about him giving high fives to, to LSU players with money in his hand? Yeah. That's a big deal. Yeah, it is. A, that's an even bigger deal, honestly. Well, see, here's the problem. It all stacks up. What is going on with Odell Beckham? What's going on in his head? Because... Right now, the only real differences that I can see between an Odell Beckham and an Antonio Brown is, first of all, obviously, Antonio Brown's a lot older than Odell Beckham. And that's about it. Yeah, and Odell Beckham's in the league. Well, and to be fair, Odell, Antonio Brown did things that were destructive to his football team. 
Yeah. And Odell Beckham's not doing that right now. He's, well, he's just, he's, well, it could be, it if, could be, he's hurting himself. He's hurting his own image. He, that's the saddest part is he doesn't understand. He wants to be in the spotlight so much. It's almost like we've mentioned with Jerry Jones, how I believe that Jerry Jones believes that any media is good media. The difference is Jerry Jones owns his team. He's not out there actively playing the game. Right. And Odell Beckham wants to be a superstar on the field. You can't be both. You can't be both. It's tough. Hey, by the way, did you see the video of Antonio Brown this this last week? When I saw that video, I thought it was fake. I thought it was another joke, like somebody just knocking Antonio Brown with somebody flipping out about crazy stuff. No, (laughs) that's crazy to me, man. It was the next day. My fiance was talking to me about it and she was like, no, Tony, you didn't pay enough attention. That was Antonio Brown. Yeah, he's done. That dude's off his. I mean, I think it's safe to say that he's mentally not right to begin with, but I feel like these events are just kind of stacking it up and I feel like he's in a really bad place and it makes me worried for a guy like Odell Beckham. Like he didn't perform that great this year. Um, he's having issues on and off the field. If he starts getting that insecurity that maybe he's not the superstar he thinks he is, you know, you never know what could happen to him too. Yeah. And that's what I meant when I compared the two. I obviously, I don't think that Odell Beckham is sabotaging himself the same way that Antonio Brown did because he's not, he's not missing practices. He's not calling out the coach. He's not doing He's not bringing the bad attention to anyone but himself. That's so I shouldn't compare the two directly because Antonio Brown brought up a lot of bad attention to his teams. We'll see how this develops. We'll see how it develops. I don't know if there's a solution. Originally, my position was that Antonio, I mean, I'm sorry, that Odell Beckham needed a more structured environment. He needed a stronger head coach to keep him in check on the field. This is my concern with Odell is we're starting to see these behavioral issues leak outside of football. That's where, because that's where to me, the red flags start going up and the little canary in the coal mine is dead in the bottom of its cage. As far as I'm concerned, we are seeing what may be the beginning of a demise for Odo Beckham. It's either that, or he's just this crazy wild superstar that thinks he can get away with whatever he wants. And if next year he goes for 1400 yards and 10 touchdowns, then we'll, we'll stop talking about this. But if he doesn't, like you said, if Odell Beckham goes for 900 yards in a new offense run by Kevin Stefanski, now we got different problems. Yeah, he's going to be like, man, I look like a complete idiot for doing that stuff at the LSU game. And it's just, yeah, it's going to hurt his confidence. I don't think he's ever going to think he looks like an idiot. That's what scares me is I don't think he sees, I I don't think he sees the world in the same way that this sounds crazy. When we, when we wrote this out, this wasn't for me to put Odell Beckham on blast, but that's what this is turning into. I have trouble with Odell Beckham and his behavior period. It is concerning to me because I don't think he sees the world the same way that the normal person would. I don't mean me and you. I mean, there are normal people on the football field that are just gifted physically. Other than that, they're not, you know, I mean, there are, there are geniuses. There are Andrew Lux. There are people who are smarter than me. There are also people who aren't. And there are people who are as smart as I am. That's what I'm trying to say. And all of them have been gifted physically in a way that I've not been. I'm afraid that, and that Odell Beckham is just slipping here. I don't, there's something wrong upstairs. That's what I'm worried about. 
I agree. And I guess that kind of moves us into the next segment. I mean, Luke Heakley is a pretty smart guy, right? That doesn't move us in. Well, I guess it moves us into it a little bit. I mean, you dropped Andrew Luck's name. Luke Keekley was was the news that I wanted to be talking about today. Yeah. And then we just had that little notification pop up. But now we're here. Everybody knows that Luke Keekley just two days ago, quietly and suddenly posted a video on social media of him retiring from national football. With two years left on a contract, Luke Keekley is done. And it was really, no, it was just, it was surprising because it was Luke Keekley, but it was weirdly emotional. And I, we mentioned Andrew Luck already being intelligent. And yes, Luke Keekley is the same type of intelligent. I, I, Boston College is not easy. He's got a yeah. business degree from Boston College. This is not, this is not a business degree from something tech or community college or, you know, or, or even, you know, when I look at the universities here in Indiana, it's, not the same as an IU or a Purdue or, right. or those things. It's next level intelligence. Luke Keekley retired quietly and in the way that I think Andrew Luck wanted to retire and probably would have retired had it not been for that tweet from Adam Schefter. Good Lord. Third quarter, by the way, week three. I remember week three. Were you at the game? Uh, yeah, we went to the game and then we were, I was at the bar looking at the stadium when I got the tweet from Schefter. Anyway, that's not the point. Luke Keekley retires on social media at 28 years old after eight seasons in the National Football League. He had seven Pro Bowl appearances out of eight seasons. That's impressive. The Pro Bowl, admittedly, is a little bit of a popularity contest. I think a third of the vote is from fans. But seven out of eight is a pretty big deal. So let's check one thing off the box. Luke Keekley was well-respected by everybody in the, fantasy, in, the, in the football community, including fans. Yep. What's more interesting is that in eight seasons, he was elected All-Pro five times. So more than me, people who know more than I do said that Luke Keekley is the best there is. Here, here's what I'm saying. Luke Keekley could call out plays before the offense lined up. I mean, he could see things in a way that was transcendent. Before the offense was set, he could call out the plays to his teammates. He'd, he'd move the backfield around. He was a general. He was what he was the equivalent of an Andrew Luck on a defense. Yep. It's like a second coming of Brian Erlacher. I mean, an improved version of Brian Erlacher. Can you imagine if Luke would have played five more years it would have been like, I mean, just imagine the stats. Well, yeah, they're obviously already. Imagine, I mean, they're already crazy. Imagine the, the money and the statistics and the history and imagine everything that, that could have happened. Because I do believe that if, if there was a spawn of a Brian Erlacher and an Andrew Luck, that would be Luke Keekley. I like that. The kid's going to the Hall of Fame. He's 28 years old. He's done playing. This timer starts right now. Five years from now, he's eligible. And I think we're going to have to talk about it immediately. Oh, he'll go in. Well, of course he's going in. That's weird to think about, though, is just a 35-year-old guy getting... I mean, we're going to, when he gets elected to go in, if he, whether or not he decides to come back, but we're going to, his playing career is going to be fresh in our minds for the most part. We're going to know exactly who Luke Keekley is. It, like, with, for me, some of these guys going in, I don't really remember watching them play, but I feel like 
you know, when these guys start retiring early like this, it's going to feel a lot different. It feels different. Part of it that feels different is because they're leaving while they're at the top of the mountain. So yeah, it definitely feels different. This has happened before. I don't, I don't want to see people fall under the impression that this is some weird implosion of youth. Andrew Luck retired. We, we, we've talked about him a couple of, I just mentioned him a couple of times, but right before the season started, Andrew Luck retires suddenly now Luke Keekley. It'd be, I can see why people would freak out and think, oh my goodness, what's going on here? I don't think this is some revolution or some renaissance where at 30 years old, everybody just stops playing. It's interesting. Well, I, with two in a row happening like that, I think people are going to overreact. You might see GMs react different and pay, you know, the way that pay players might change up a little bit. I don't know. It's interesting. It's weird. I'm I'm just glad he did it at the right time at the end of the season. Now he's not the quarterback, the star quarterback of a football team like Andrew Luck was, but he was basically the quarterback of that defense. So it gives him a whole off season to prepare. I do believe Andrew Luck would have liked to put something out like that. Poor guy got stuck on a uh, media stand right after the news broke and had to somehow bring him, you know, put himself together and answer the questions. That, that was different. Yeah. It was a completely different situation. That was week three of the preseason. Yeah. And that, yeah. It was different. I, I, I agree with your point that the timing is respectable. It's appropriate. He had mentioned the timing. He said, right now is the chance to move on. He said, now is the right chance to move on. And that's the question that I'm going to have lingering for a long time is why is right now the chance he's not coming off a lingering injury. He's had multiple concussions, but none of them are recent. What is it about now? Is it, is it, he said later that they have a tremendous linebacker room, but that's not a good enough reason. That's not the reason why you would stop at the middle of the prime. I think that question will linger forever. Yeah. I'm sure there's there's answers that we're never going to know. I don't think he's done, though. He's talking about he, he said right there in that video and that he wanted to be a part of football. Like, I think that's his intention. He just doesn't want to get hit in the head anymore. Yeah, I guess that's my thing. Is, is that what that what happened here? Is it because he doesn't want to get hurt anymore? Is it because he wants to keep his? Here's the thing. In, in our jobs. In our nine to fives, I've given up my 20s. I gave him up for work. But it was for the promise of and what I mean by that is the long hours and the extra time and the working from home and all those other things. The, the fact is these guys, they only play 16 weeks a year, but they work a lot more than that. They've got extended time off, whatever. I get it. But they're in the gym. They're at the facility. They're learning playbooks, all that stuff. But they have to give more than now. They're giving tomorrow, too. So is that the difference? Is Luke Keekley just smart enough to know that he doesn't want to give his 20s and his 30s and his 50s and his 60s and his 70s? Probably. Because I don't have to give that up. Exactly. Yeah, he probably, and there's probably no lingering injury. It's probably just kind of similar to Andrew Luck. It's the constant injury, the rehab. You know it's going to affect you down the road. I mean, you're getting basically hit by cars every Sunday. So it's just him being smart. He's accomplished a lot. He's had a successful career. And now that he feels like maybe there's a guy behind him that deserves that spot and he's not as fast and as physical well, as, strong I don't, as he used to be. I don't believe that. 
Well, that's what he said. That's what he said. He felt that's I, and I believe that he said it. I don't believe that there's something underlying here that doesn't make sense to me. Luke Keekley is one of the best there is. I don't buy the fact that he doesn't believe that he can continue. Maybe it's the expectations are so great. Maybe he's put himself on such a pedestal that he doesn't feel like he can maintain that forever. But Larry Fitzgerald just signed his 14th contract, I think, or if, I mean, for his 14th year. Yeah. What's, how many years has Greg Olson? Greg Olson's on the same offense. How many years has Greg Olson been at a high level? I mean, we can argue that there's been some production issues in the middle. But he played just fine in 2019, obviously his oldest year. I don't know. There's something there that makes me sad. But I'm happy for him that it seems like he was resolved. It seemed like, of course, he was sad, but it seemed like he was resolved with the issue. Yeah. You have to listen to what he said. If he said that he doesn't feel as fast, physical, and strong, I mean, that's got to be part of it. But it probably does have to do with the high expectations and injuries and all the above. Do you think he'll play again? I think he might. I think he, I could see that. I could see him definitely. I think he left the again. door open. He said he wants to play. He said he wants to play. For a second, I thought it was going to be one of those. Um, what was that movie? The Wolf of Wall Street. <laughs> I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. I'm not leaving. I'm not fucking leaving. <laughs> That's what I thought was going to happen. I thought for sure. <laughs> I thought for sure that that was going to happen. I knew it wasn't, I guess. I shouldn't have said that. Who knows, man? Maybe he just wants a year off to get 100%, get back in shape, and get back to where he was physically with his strength and quickness. I don't think so. That's not the, that's not the answer he gave us. It's not we'll a year see. off. It's not a year off. It's not a year off. That was sadder, man. That's why we're sad right now is because he was so sad. <laughs> yeah, because you just made me watch the video again. Well, yeah, maybe that's why, because I'm so sad. I don't think he's done, but I think he's done on the field as a player. He'll get a coaching job. Well, yeah. No. He's not done, but the Ravens are done. You've been listening to Huddle Up, a football podcast. Subscribe on your favorite platform and follow us at Huddle Up NFL and at Commissioner Mister on Twitter to keep up on the latest from the NFL and stay in the huddle. Huddle Up. Team on three. One, two, three. Three. Bravo, bravo.